the opening words of today's gospel reading and the entire gospel of St. Mark are the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. It is precisely these words that I want to focus on today and take a closer look at them one by one. The first word here is the beginning. And I want to begin by reminding you where else we can read the same word. First, right at the beginning of the Bible. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And then, at the beginning of the Gospel of St. John, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Beginning is an important word because it denotes something that is completely new and incomparable. The first verses of the Bible speak of the creation of the world, or rather, the entire universe. There was nothing. There was only God. And God created everything from nothing in the beginning. Let us think about what it means. Would any of us be able to call even the tiniest speck of dust from non-existence into existence? Definitely not. God has created not just countless specks of dust, but life in all its wonder and complexity. God is all-powerful, but he is also incredibly creative. And what is even more remarkable He is completely selfless, sharing his abundant life with his creatures. It is part of the nature of God that even though we believe in one God, we know that this one God is not a lonely God. We believe in the Holy Trinity, the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. And the ancient doctrine of the Church is that each divine person is defined precisely by his relation to the other two persons. So, the Father is the Father because the Son is born from him and the Holy Ghost proceeds from him. The Son is the Son because he is born of the Father And the Spirit of the Father also proceeds through him. The Holy Ghost is the Spirit of the Father and the Son, whom the Church Fathers call the divine love that unites both the Father and the Son to each other and us to them. St. John expresses the same in the lines, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, And the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh 
and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And of his fullness have all we received, and grace for grace. I am absolutely sure that St. Mark also doesn't begin his gospel with the word beginning by accident, but with exactly the same idea, to tell us that now something completely new and unprecedented is about to begin, something that could, be, could even be compared to the creation of the world, the beginning of the gospel. What is the gospel? The term gospel in English comes from the words God and spell and literally means the message of God. Or as I might like even more, the message from God. What is this message of or from God? We can answer this question with the words of the Gospel of St. Mark. This message, both of God and from God, is Jesus Christ, his only begotten Son. The name Jesus comes from Hebrew and means the Lord is salvation. At the beginning of the Gospel of St. Matthew, the angel explains the name of Jesus to Joseph, saying that he shall save his people from their sins. So, the good news of the gospel is that God has sent his Son to save us from our sins. This is a message we must not forget. We are sinners. And our sin has cost the life of God's only begotten Son. The grace that God gives us is not cheap, because he has paid the highest price for it. Sin separates us from God. St. John says that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. We can also paraphrase this verse by saying that God is holy and in him there is no sin at all. Whoever wants to live forever must live with God and in God because God is life itself. Whoever is separated from God because of his sin has no true or eternal life, and is cast into the power of death. St. Paul says in today's epistle that in order to avoid evil and sin, we need a humble mind and brotherly love. This doesn't mean that we could redeem ourselves from sin and its punishment through humility and love, it rather means that according to God's will, sin within us must give way to its opposite, love and goodness. 
Again, St. Paul writes in his letter to the Romans, Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the lusts thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God, as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. This is the gospel, the good news about Jesus Christ. We are no longer under the power of the law, sin, or death, but we live by God's saving grace. Jesus is our Savior, and he is also the Christ, the anointed one of God, the Messiah. This means that Jesus is not an imposter. He is indeed sent by God. God has given him to us because he cares for us and loves us and does not want us to die in our sins, but that being redeemed from sin, we may inherit the joy of eternal life. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. To a true father, there can be nothing and no one dearer than his children. Since God is perfect, this means that his love for his son surpasses all human love immeasurably. And it also means that giving up his only begotten son to death must have meant immeasurable pain and suffering for God. What must the loving Father, who in today's Gospel says about Jesus, Thou art my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased, have felt when he saw his Son beaten, insulted, tortured, spat in the face, crucified, dying, and buried. We just celebrated the birth of Jesus. This wonderful picture is still before our eyes. Now let's think that there were those who wanted and tried to kill Jesus as a newborn baby. And there will always be those who kill Jesus by destroying love and goodness in their own hearts in rebellion against God. Unfortunately, this is how the world around us lives and acts. But we must renounce the sin and evil of the world and be transformed by the renewing of our mind that we may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God doesn't want condemnation for us, but life. Not destruction, but salvation. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. We are not destined to perish, 
but to inherit eternal life and happiness. God's will and word are steadfast. If only we accept this promise with firm faith and bear its fruit in peace and love, both in this life and forever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.